0: Ask the Podcast Coach for June 10th, 2023. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is at that music. It means it's Saturday and it is time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from theschoolofpodcasting.com and joining me right over there. in a a lovely green shirt what is on this shirt what is that i don't know it's
1: some racing shirt of some kind something i got for a race whatever
0: there you go nothing better than free swag that is uh jim cullison from the average guy.tv jim how's it going buddy
1: greetings dave happy saturday morning to you and happy disc golf morning i got a whole round of disc golf in this morning before we even got to the show so i'm feeling extra productive today well then
0: now are you tired at all
1: Oh, I'm super tired. There you go. Let's just be. Let's be clear. I'm not doing anything the rest of the day except drinking some coffee. There
0: you Come go. On. And uh, that coffee, that one right there, is brought to you by our good friend Mark. He said, scrambling for the uh, the slides here. Mark from uh, PodcastBranding.co. Now we talk about Mark all the time and how great he is. Now, if you want to see him in the wild, this is kind of like a a twin spin. Uh, If you go to, uh, I believe it's keep, I should have it in, yes, flamealivepod.com is a newly anointed mark uh, from podcastbranding.co website. And also with how great is this? It's an awesome supporter. So uh, if you are looking for like, well, what kind of stuff does this guy do? Just go to flamealivepod.com. That's just one of the many websites he's done. And of course... He is an awesome uh, graphic artist and a podcaster. And so if you are looking to look good, well, go over to podcastbranding.co. Mark will take care of you. And, uh, you know, you got to remember, they're going to see you before they hear you. So check out Mark over at podcastbranding.co.
1: And that coffee's hot this morning. <laughs> I think I just pulled it off the. I just pulled off the stove. Of course, big thanks to our friend Dan Lefebvre over there, based on a true story, based on a true story podcast And you want to if you want to check it out this week, he's covering two uh, two movies in his series, The Longest Day and Saving Private Ryan, which could Ooh. be the same movie actually. To be honest, it was a long day. <laughs> saving the day of Saving Private Ryan was a long day. So. Check it out if you need a new podcast or you just want to listen to something different. We uh, uh, check it out based on a true story podcast.com. And we thank Dan for his sponsorship.
0: Yeah. So Jim, if I remember right, you had some big event for Gallup coming up last week. Did your ego survive? Um (laughs) It's pretty amazing. I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm famous for three
1: days a year. (laughs) So we we get together, you know, the podcast uh, called the coaches trending at about a half a million download downloads a a year now, which is, which is kind of cool. A quarter of a million last year. So it's doubled over the last year, which is, which is kind of cool. And so we get these folks together. We had about 800, 900 in person, and then we had 3,000 virtual, which we tried. This is our first year we tried the hybrid event. So for four years, we were in person. Three years, we were virtual. And I'd always dreamt of being able to have a virtual ticket on this where we did the two together. And the team did a really nice job on nailing virtual. We got so many great comments from folks on Facebook, which you know how people are so nice to you on Facebook. You know <laughs> that general trend of nice things on Facebook. So we got a lot of great comments of best virtual conference I've ever been to. This was super awesome. Here was the key, Dave, on this, is that... Um, We put a mod, we put two moderators in the rooms. So you had a live moderator and you had a, you had a virtual moderator and they worked together to bring in comments and questions from chat that was going on virtual, as well as take care of people in the room. We lit the stages really well so that it wouldn't be some dark dim, right? We got really good cameras on that thing. Mm. And. And my part was I did the, in between the breaks, you know, of, of each of the sessions. Right. Well, when you're at home, you know, you might go to the bathroom or get more coffee, but what do you do during the breaks? When you're Mm. in person, you walk around and meet people, whatever. So I brought people on the stage and we interviewed them. We had some conversation. Mm -hmm. I had the camera facing the hallway. So it kind of felt like they were there kind of thing. I've done this before in this a little bit like this and it just kind of adds they could hear the crowd so we got really good feedback i must have taken 200 selfies with people you yeah. know uh, type thing and everybody i work with this thinks it's nuts because they're 362 days the rest of the year i'm just yeah. jim yeah. the podcast yeah. guy right but the, these three days it's it's pretty great so it's, it's pretty good good ego boost at gallup we say it filled my bucket Lots of energy coming off of it. My voice is still a little scratchy from yeah. it, but yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Pretty yeah. cool. If you ever get a chance to meet one of your listeners, if they don't ask, because sometimes they they feel it's weird, like they're bothering you, before they leave, go, hey, you want to take a selfie? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: Be- yeah. And I learned that from Penn & Teller. Uh, Penn mm-hmm. & Teller, the famous musicians out in Las Vegas, when you go to a Penn & Teller show, you're going to see them in the lobby because they realized that when you take a selfie with someone, the chances of them sharing that on social is great. And so they'll be like, Oh, I got to meet Jim at the, you know, Galp conference and blah, blah, blah. And so you just got a free plug for your, your podcast. So it's so great. Yeah.
1: Um, never had to worry about that. Dave, I, I folks coming up, if I was alone for more than 10 seconds, it was kind of weird. It was usually coming up and, and selfies question in the chat. Um, what did we use? Uh, so Dave, what did they use for the conference software? Um, no Zoom. Zoom's not allowed on those kinds of things yeah. for that. It's just, I mean, it's okay. But we use webinar.net as our backend. We actually have a team. We've kind of custom built our own. Mm. Um, I think Swugo is part of that platform. And then I use StreamYard for the breaks to go to YouTube. And they just embedded the YouTube Videos in the platform. So when they would go to a breakout, they'd click on the breakout, and if they go there there early, they would see my video that they could join mm. while they're waiting for that. And then, right on time, I would do a, a minute countdown to give us some buffer, and then the production scenes behind it. We had a whole room of producers, which was super cool, who were watching this thing behind the scenes. I'd start the timer, and then they would just cut over to the breakout room when they were ready to to get that done.
0: It was pretty cool. It worked out. It worked out pretty well yeah that's uh I'm just picturing um was there a chat on the yeah yep I can't imagine a chat with three thousand people.
1: it's pretty but it's well, it's pretty um the breakout rooms the, the well, no, it goes fast it just does <laughs> no no matter how you slice it right. it just goes super, super fast, but in our chat, you can scroll down and it holds. I think, I think Google, the, the, the Google chat does this as well, where if you start scrolling, it won't bring up the new ones. It'll show you a little, there's new comments below, you know, a little comment. Yeah. And, hey, new comments type deal. So um, you can kind of stop the chat if you want. Our, our, because we do this so much, you know, I have a podcast just about every week, maybe every other week uh, during the summer. Um, We kind of teach them how to use a chat room and not, not just get chitty chatty. So they, they'll jump in. And in the very beginning, they're like, Hey, everybody, you know, coming in from Ontario or coming in from Bellevue, Nebraska, whatever. So they check in and then they get quiet and then they start, they, they kind of know it. And then they'll, you know, they'll say hi to each other and that kind of stuff. But once things get started, they do a nice job of not filling it up with junk, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, So they've gotten, they've gotten really good at that. So. Yeah, they're they're used to it because we do it all the time, right? I mean, mm. it's just one of those kind of things we've just kind of taught them how to do it.
0: Very cool. Well, we have a this one of these there some of these questions today are interesting. I was out on Reddit, I was looking at Facebook, and I think we're falling back into that habit of overthinking things again. So this one is having guests on a second time. It says my podcast focuses on certain events and in people's lives. And you have those times when you just click really well with a guest or the story is fascinating. If and slash when they do something else, similarly, you know, that's noteworthy, I would like to have them to return to talk about the new event. My questions are, A, is doing this a good or all right idea or would people think it was repetitive? Okay. And if a guest came back on the podcast, how long after the first episode should I leave it? Okay. Relevant information. Uh, new episodes are released every two weeks. Examples from your own podcast would be great. So when I saw this, it was just like, okay, is this a good idea or would people think it was repetitive? But he said, if and when they do something else similar, but noteworthy, I would like to have them returned. So I, I just saw this as um, I think I mentioned this. I heard about this on Conan O'Brien when Stephen Wright who's that totally deadpan, you know, I spilled spot remover on my dog and now I can't find him uh, comedian. He was on a Monday on Johnny Carson. And then he was liked so much that they had him back on Friday. And I don't think people on Friday were like, Hey, what's this guy doing? Is this a repeat? What's going on? Johnny was like, no, this guy's funny. Bring him back. So for me, I don't know how long after I I don't, I, to me, I'm just like, if it's good, if you're delivering value to your audience, I just kind of saw this as an overthink. I don't know. What say you, Jim Collison? Well, I, it, it sometimes on the Gallup stuff, we get a guest
1: that has too much information. Yeah. And so I'll just try to book them as quick as I can. If we get in the hours up and we got more to say, I'll say, Hey, can we come back and finish this in a part two? And they'll say yes. And then, we get them scheduled for, for a week or two or three or four, whatever works in their schedule in ours. We get a schedule. I am absolutely a huge fan of having guests come back. Yeah. I think we think everything has to be original. And if your audience loves the guest, I'd have them on once a quarter. I'd make them regular. Like, Aaron Lawrence is a great example of this. She's a she lives up in uh, up in Canada. Uh, that's burning down. Sorry about our friends in Canada right now. I know you guys are <laughs> under a lot of stress right now with all the fires that are going on up there. But um, she is she's a blogger. She's a gadget blogger. Blogger. She's dynamite at what she does. She has a great YouTube channel. For some reason, she likes me, so like she likes coming on the show. So once a quarter, we have Aaron Lawrence on, and she she brings kind of some regular content. The guys over at ThinkComputers.org, they're systems builders. You know, they love doing that kind of stuff. We have them on probably twice a year. I think it gets the audience used to the, they become experts for your show. And then they start to learn your audience, which is, which is very cool. So I'm a big fan, Dave. I think sometimes we think it's always got to be a different guest. Listeners like to hear people who are experts and that they like. And if they like that, my audience loves Aaron. I'm going to have her on just as much as I can.
0: Yeah, I've had, I was trying to think of how many times I've had Glenn, the geek on, I think five times to where he just, now he'll be, he'll email me and he kind of knows he'll like, Hey, I think I have something for an episode. And my, like he doesn't even have to say what it is. Right. I just go, yes. Cause he understands who my audience is. He's never pitched something that I was like, eh, I don't know about that one. So yeah, I've had a, I'm trying to think if I've had anybody else on, more than once. But to me, as long as they deliver value, yeah, you know, like Glenn doesn't come back and say, Hey, I got an idea. Uh, it's about this time where I, I got a booth at, at the biggest horse thing. I'm like, yeah, we did that. That would be a no, but he's coming up with new stuff and he's got great insights. Like now I'd love to have him come on and talk about how do you sell your podcast? Cause that's what he did. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Daniel says, um, Did I ever ask Glenn? Tell me a little bit about yourself uh, on the the second and third time. That'd be funny. Uh, We
1: we always do a callback, so we'll always say, "Hey, you know, hey, welcome back." I think I had you on, you know, I think I had you on last year about this time. Uh, Get us caught up a little bit. What's been, what's new and interesting in your? So we don't get to need to know them again. But it's good for the audience for them to catch up. What's hap- What's been happening? What have they been doing? What's been exciting? Some of those kinds of things.
0: And you can use that as a marketing too. You can be like, oh, hey, sure. you know, we had Glenn back on episode 457. I'll have a link in the show notes. Or, or of course, you can always follow the show at, you know, whatever. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash follow and never miss an episode. So do that whole nine yards. And yeah, um, as we record this. Uh, I believe John Lee Dumas is going to start a new podcast called Canada on fire. <laughs> All right. So uh, too soon. Dave. Too, too soon. soon. Yeah. Too soon. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So don't, don't overthink things when it comes to stuff like that. And I just, you know, I, I think sometimes I don't know about this, but we get nervous about starting a podcast. Now he's already going. That was the other thing, but I, I don't know. I, I think we get too far out of the, the listener side and too much into the podcaster side. And we start evaluating different things and uh, we just, you know, just do it and you know, yeah. let, let yeah. people complain. That's the other one. I'm like, you know, what, well, if you're not sure if something's going to work, but you think it's going to work, you know, throw it out there. And if they go, yeah, I don't like that. Okay. Well then don't do it again. I don't know that I, I know in today's kind of uh, environment, there are things you can talk about that people will just leave instantly and maybe unsubscribe because you know, you don't think like me, but that's all right. We don't want those people. So keep that in mind. Uh, We got a question here talking about events Uh, for those who do an in-person podcaster meetup. What is the top two things I should be aware of? I'm doing one with our local library. That is a great sound booth space. I just moved off of meetup meetup. uh, I was paying them something like $25 a month. I had lots of people that joined on meetup uh, and never attended a meeting because they were nowhere near Northeast Ohio. And the problem with meetup is when you go over a certain level, they, you have to pay more. And I was like, yeah, I'm not getting so, and nobody was using it to like, use it like a Facebook group, things like that. So I just moved. I asked my audience, I'm like, Hey, I'm not getting any value. Speaking of getting value from meetup, Uh, I go, you know, we get a couple people here and there, but in general, you know, and if we moved, where would you want to move? And of course they all said Facebook. And I was like, all right, well, we're moving to Facebook. I hope I don't get, you know, I've been kicked out of my own Facebook group before, before spamming them and letting them know a meeting was coming up. So I get worried about that. But in terms of personal, I have found that I'm trying not to do anymore because it doesn't, it doesn't resonate with people where we always have at the end open Q and a, but there were times like that was the title of the meeting, you know, June 28th or whatever the next meeting is open Q and a and people aren't, Oh, I was hoping we're going to, well, that's always there. So I asked the audience, they're like, what about guest speakers? So like Kim Kragi, who's often in the, uh, ask the podcast coach uh, she's a, uh, a toastmaster kind of guru, grand poobah. She's going to talk about storytelling next week. So I have found having topics might bring more people in. I might have um, Alex from uh, Podmatch come on. Just, we're going to try that. But the other thing is I have found, at least I did this. We, we went virtual when COVID hit. And so when we went back to in person, there were people that started joining that were nowhere near Northeast Ohio. So we've kept it virtual and we're about 50, 50 at this point, we get people that come in person um, the one thing I don't do that I wonder if I should, but we meet in a radio station, which is cool. But I'll I often wonder sometimes if I had like pizza, if people would show up. I don't know. Have you done anything with uh, you know kind of podcaster meetups or are there any out in your neck of the woods?
1: I've started a couple, and then they always draw. I, I get a month or two in, and I, they they kind of fall apart. I think the key for me is regular. You got to set a date and time. Yeah. To a regular, even I've got a group of guys that I meet with that not podcaster-related or whatever, but it's a very disparate group of guys. Like, we're, we're all over the place. We don't even work together anymore. We used to, and not all of them even worked together at the same time, which is guys we like getting together and join a cocktail or whatever. And so I set the last Wednesday uh, 4 p.m. every month. And we, you, you just got to kind of, you have to get it to the point where it's on people's calendars and they start thinking, oh, Oh yeah, no, I shouldn't schedule something on the last Wednesday of the month. Cause that's the, you know, that's the meetup time. The more regular you can be, I mean, like a small business, you got to survive. You have to have enough capital to survive the first year or you're not making any money with a meetup group. You have to survive the first year until people get it, get it on their calendar and you get yeah. it to be regular and you get some good content. And people start looking forward to it. So you, those first, you got to go like six months. I love your idea. You can't, People don't come to meet and greets for the most part. They might come to the first one. They won't come back for number two. Yeah. Like we already, we already did a meet and greet. You, what you said is, I think so true. You have to have content. Yeah. It's like a podcast. If, if, if we did this podcast every week and we just took questions from the audience, it wouldn't work. I mean, that's a total lie. That's yeah. what we do. That's what you and I, it somehow works. You bring content to it though. So, so, you know, so that's probably the magic in it is you always have stuff lined up, but you have to have some content.
0: Yeah. You've hit the nail on the head. Scott says the one in Tampa, which I've been to every month is great. Second Tuesday, every month for years. Yep. yep. Uh, the Northeast Ohio podcasters is the last Monday of the month. Yep. Um, so that always works. Uh, and then just have content. And um, yeah, the other thing to think about, cause on one hand you're like, Oh, this is a great networking uh, you know, opportunity. And a lot of podcasters are introverts, and the fun mm-hmm. thing is, you'll also. And I, I'm not. I don't want to get done again. I don't want to go down this thing. But we have people. We have a guy that streams live from his phone on Twitch. Okay, technically, not a podcaster, but I don't care. I'm not dying on that hill, but uh, that's always kind of fun. Um, they say he says here. I'm. I'm not using Meetup. Yeah, you're not. You know, luckily the library is going to do uh, all the promotion, which covers three counties in central Virginia. Good to hear we're doing. Yeah, that's really it. And then the other one, like Jim said, uh, if I can remember, and this is where I just need to automate this and you you can in Facebook, the, the one thing I noticed, I have had a Facebook group for years and along the way, they've added a ton of features that I had, I was not paying attention to. Like I actually manually go in and say, let's welcome the new members of the school of podcast Yeah. You can automate that. There are a bunch of automation things that uh, I I did. Uh, But you need to let people know about a week before. And then the day of like the morning of like, Hey, don't forget tonight at seven, you know? And then the other thing, man, we had a guy get really, he was so upset that he didn't say a word. And we'll probably never come back. And that is we meet, it's a high school. Well, it's we have a weird thing in, in Akron where all of our schools now are community centers because we could get more tax money for that. So we, we, yeah. we rebuilt all our schools they are now community centers. And there's a local radio station that's in the high school. So this guy drives 45 minutes from Cleveland, comes in and is just like, oh, couldn't find this place. Your directions aren't very good. <sighs> and I'm like, oh man, I'm so sorry. So glad you're here. Like, come on over. We're at a table. You're sitting 15 feet from us over in these chairs. And he's like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm just going to listen. Like, okay. So if you, for some reason might have more than one door to different establishments in your building, yeah. you might want to add some, it doesn't, it you, doesn't matter with him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's always those people that right? It's
0: like, wow. Um, DR says, uh, she finds, by the way, if you're in Nashville, Nashville has a really good group. Atlanta with Mark deal has a really good group. Dave's group in, in Northeast Ohio, fun people, but I think I've only hit double digits twice. It's always like five or six. Now, if I count the people online, that's different, but in person, we have about five people, which is is fine. We have a good time. Um, but DR says, I find a lot of Nashville podcasters groups are hobby podcasters. So I'm a little out of place. Well, yeah, if you're there for trying to find people to, you know, produce in that whole nine yards. And that's the other reason why I quit uh, using Meetup. Because I was like, why did I start this? Uh, same thing with a podcast, right? Why am I doing this? Who is it for and what do they want? And I was like, why well, I started this so I could say school of podcasting in front of a bunch of new podcasters. And um, I've gotten maybe two clients from that. Again, it's not a huge group, but I was like, I looked at my, I went into my history and I saw how long I've been paying them $25 a month. And I was like, yeah, this is not a good return on investment. And then it was like, okay, do we, do we cancel? Like, do I just quit and say, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. And so uh, I was like, no, I am having fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it's for me a social thing now. It's my little group. Uh, and we hang out and, and, um, a lot of times after the meeting, the, the conversations get deep and they're nothing about podcasting. It's a bunch of friends hanging out. Um, so that's kind of cool. So I was like, yeah, I just need to quit losing money on this. That's basically, I've, I've gone through, uh, we've talked about this different things. Like I just found, I, I am so, and I guess this is the wrong thing to say, but I'm going to say, you ready for me to be politically incorrect, Jim? Oh, boy. Here we go. I am grandfathered in. That's Aegis. Did you know that? I'm, I'm, gr- I'm, grandf- yeah. I'm grandfathered in on Acuity scheduling, which is a great tool, by the way. Uh, I was paying $10 a month, and it dawned on me. I bought TidyCal like, uh, forever ago, and they kept adding more features. And I was like, oh, this does everything Acuity scheduling does, except for one thing. Acuity, I could set up an event and sell tickets for like eight people. Like it could stop at eight. And I was like, ooh, that's a cool feature that in 18 years I've never used. And I was like, it's only 10 bucks. And I was, yeah, it's also 120 bucks a year. So I now changed all my links to uh, TidyCow, which is what you call it. Yeah, TDR says I just switched over to, yeah, it's a one-time payment. I probably have a link here somewhere, Um, but it does everything that Calendly does. And it's one of those lovely app Sumo things. And like I said, they keep adding more features to it. And the Calendly or I'm sorry, the Acuity scheduling, their page was okay, like a landing page. You can make your own landing page, that's the other thing. So, um I forget what got me on the subject of this. Oh, saving money with uh Meetup. And so so far we're actually getting a little more cuz we had well, zero interaction in the Meetup group and that's because I never put anything over there. So Hopefully we'll get a little more interaction. We'll have some uh, discussion uh, of that. And uh, yeah, Chris Stone says, Mark Deal runs a a great podcast Atlanta meetup. Yeah, that's the one I would like to go to. I've driven to uh, Nashville uh, for, I I spoke once at podcast uh, or at uh, the Nashville meetup once, uh, Dave Hooper and um, I forget the other guy's name with glasses, Um, but it's it's a great group. Uh, Uncle Marv says, just heard the end of the comments on content. I just posted show 500 this week. Well, holy cow. That's fun. I didn't think it would would be celebrated, you know, that much, but, uh, and as soon as I clicked on that, uh, got the long emails thanking me for show and content. Yeah. 500, man. That's we're at 440. I was like, Ooh, pretty soon. We're going to have four, 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 which is the magic number of I have no idea, but, uh,
1: just yeah. so wait till we get to 666. Oh, that'll be fun. Are we going to get to 666, do you
0: think? Let's see. That's
1: Maybe that's we should plan to quit right at hey, 666. 666
0: 5. that's it. Yeah. 665. There you go. Coach Dave says, I use TidyCal for a long time. Challenge with two-way sync. Then they sync from Tidy to Outlook, no problem. The opposite way, ah, see, I use, I don't use uh, Outlook. I use Google Calendar, but that's good to know. Um, and now, Coach Dave says, he's using HubSpot. Until tidy cow can get that sync issue fixed, they're working on it. Well, that's good. Yeah, they do. It's actively being developed, and it's just one of those. They have uh, tidy cow. They have another email client that's of uh, something. SendFox is their email list management. That's mm-hmm. and they give you a one-time thing, but then it's ten bucks a month, which again is nothing compared to something like Mailchimp or something like that that will uh, uh, basically um make sure your emails delivered i forget what they call it but uh there you go spoon says 444 is a tuning for actually it's 440 but close enough yeah send fox yep they're all uh, going in so um so yeah so that would be my guess then the other thing is now what do i always say about podcasting i'm like you know ask your audience so i asked the people there and they're like why don't we get some outside speakers and i was like that sounds good because a All I have to do is go find some outside speakers, which isn't that hard and say, Hey, how'd you like to show up virtually on, um, you know, 7.00 PM on the last Monday of the month. So we'll see how that happens. Cause you know, right now the group isn't really growing much. We get the occasional new people in, but this, and then the other thing is again, promoting it. So like I should being that we're now eh, almost halfway through the month, I should start saying, Hey, you know, be sure to invite a friend. We've got a special speaker this week. For this month, that whole nine yards. So um, keep that in mind. And uh, speaking of trying new things, another fun-filled question here said, I want to change my podcast theme. Uh, I feel restricted with my current podcast theme. I would like to add more topics to explore on the show, but my branding is working against me. A year ago, I started yet another entrepreneurship podcast as I was building my first business. Uh, as an excuse to meet and learn from entrepreneurs in my city at 25 plus interviews. Now with over 40 episodes, not super popular by any means. I would love to know what that I get less than 150 downloads per episode. Let's say it was a hundred. That is five classrooms of people. Come on. Now Uh, the podcast is called my first business, which I think is a great name, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I've been a law. I've been a lifelong student of how to live an interesting life of which business was just one part. Lately, I've been itching to make content about things other than business. Think Tim Ferriss, but not that intense. So his question is, is it awkward to feature non-business content on a podcast called My First Business? And I was like, here again, the favorite answer is my dep- it, it depends. But if he had a lawyer on to talk about the legal aspects of starting your first, it's still about my first business. I don't know if, if he starts, you know, like, Hey, welcome to my first business today. We're going to be talking about meditation. I'll be like, mm, mm. we get into like false advertising. I don't know. And then uh, a couple other things he asked here, any risks of rebranding it to my personal name instead, my first business, people know what it's about. I have no idea what this guy's name was. So let's say it's uh, uh, Craig van Helsing. Um, okay, Craig, don't know who you are. You know, that's not really, unless you're a known name, um, should I leave the old episodes as is and just post new content within the same channels? Yeah, I would. I would, if you're going to rebrand, make an episode called, we are changing the name where you go, Hey, welcome to, you know, my first business. Just so you know, on Monday, we're changing the name to the Craig Van Helsing show where we talk about whatever I want to. And you're going to have a lot of people leave. For the record, uh, but keep that in mind. Um, and then he gets into: Does Spotify allow for name changes while holding everything else constant? Yeah, it's all you have to do is change your name and artwork in your uh, whoever your media host is, and then the apps. Just think of the apps: Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, etc. They're just mirrors that reflect whatever is in your your media host. So, Jim, thoughts? Um, yeah, this, I think in this case, let the title be
1: your friend. Uh, I've listened to a couple different podcasts that have alternating content on a, on a weekly basis. So, One Nation Under Whiskey, they release one that's the, that's the title of the podcast, and then they have one called Extra Extra. And it's, instead of being two hours, it's 35 minutes. And it's mm. based on a news story. So, different kind of content but same feed, right? And so they just let the titles. So that way I know, Hey, am I listening to a, you know, am I listening to a, which podcast am I listening to? Cigar Authority does the same thing. They have an after show that they also put. So they do a two hour, oh, there's a trend here, two hour podcast and a 30 minute after show. And they do, it. they put them in the same feed. I find them very successful. The um, the, the the longer show gets more downloads than the shorter one does, which is crazy on that, right? It's just, you you think people want short content, but when they engage with you, they want as much as you can give them. So I, that's one of those counterintuitive, um, uh, I think, piece of advice for a lot of podcasters. It's like, they can always listen to less, but they can't make up more. <laughs> like, well, they can't add more of your content. Once it's been listened to and it's done, it's done. So, Make it as long as you want it to. They'll turn you off if they don't like it.
0: Well, and, but are, is the whiskey show, like on these different types of show, the yeah. extra action, is it still talking about whiskey? Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. But, but different, like, I mean, it's still a little different content. The, the subject is the same. But in this case, with this business person who's bringing in, yeah, I, I imagine if you, like, I had Dan Lefebvre on the podcast. The first time I had him on Home Gadget Geeks, we talked about, his shows that related to technology it was a stretch like it was like you know you kind of like oh i don't know i got feedback from one of my listeners who said uh when you started the show i wasn't sure how you were going to tie the two together and i didn't think you were going to keep me interested in movies that long but Mm. you did right So you can be creative about it with your, with your audience. You do this all the time, Dave, you stretch things like you're like, Hey, I want to, I'm going to bring this back to podcasting somehow. Right. And we, we kind of stretch it a little bit. So if you're a business podcast and you're going to talk about growing flowers, well, maybe to bring in the business of growing flowers, talk a little bit, right. You know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. My, uh, Todd, Todd, the gator, um, Really liked my last episode of the School of Podcasting. If you go to podcasting.com slash 882, I believe. And I started off the show with Robo Dave, where I went to 11 labs and uploaded four one-minute clips. And it spit out a thing that sounded a lot like me, which was kind of spooky. Mm-hmm. And then in London, somebody used Telegram, Telegraph, some app, and had Joe Rogan do a shout out for me. And it sounded a lot like Joe Rogan. That was really spooky. And so the whole thing was about, hey, if if let's go with robots are going to take over podcasting, what can we do that they don't? And that's, you know, they don't have the experiences that we do. So embrace your humanness. But kind of now bringing this back to me, bringing things back <laughs> um, in there. A bring back inception. Yes, it is. Uh, I talked about how I watched the movie eight days a week on Hulu. It's a Beatles documentary by Ron Howard. And there were a bunch of things in there. Like, um, the, the early Beatles, they knew what their audience wanted, right? These girls were screaming for no apparent reason. So all of their songs are about, I love you girl meets boy. And they were all singular. It wasn't like, Hey everybody, I want to shake your hands. Nope. It was, I want to shake your hand. Um, if I fell in love with you, it was all singular stuff. And then later they dropped enough acid to kill a horse and, you know, their songs expanded. Um, But uh, so that was an example of, I'm, I'm still talking about podcasting, but it was through the lens of the Beatles and the fact that, uh, you know, it's this whole thing with AI is getting on one hand, it's spooky. It's also like, wow, that's cool. Like I, I sent Robo Dave to my brother and in the middle of it, I go, oh, by the way, this isn't Dave. And he's like, what is this voodoo you are sending me, man? It's like, that's so weird. So, uh, thanks for that, Todd. But, uh, going back to, to shows here and changing your brand. Uh, Brad says, when I go to new shows, I'm amazed at the number with titles like the Bob Smith show chat with Susie. Yeah. I, uh, in the school of podcasting, I I don't want to throw this person under the bus, but there was somebody at Libsyn that literally had the name of the show. Episode spelled out one season spelled out or season one episode 12. And then the name of the person that was it. Nothing like, what am I going to gain from listening to Jim Cullis? And what's the takeaway? Nope. Just the episode and the season. And I just took a screenshot and I said, don't do this. That was it. That was my (laughs) comment on it. So yeah, um, I would, I like the idea of what Jim's talking about. If, if you really want to talk about something that's not related at all to my first business, Everybody does it. All the cool kids are doing it. Start a second podcast. That's another option.
1: Because that's Or just do it. Or just do it. Like, yeah. let your audience know, hey, this week, I just want to do this. <laughs> right. And so if you want to, I'm, I'm warning you up front, this may be a little different. And this, here's what we're going to talk about. Stay around if you want. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. I'll be back with, because Dave, you may not have enough content to start a whole nother podcast podcast, that's true
0: i've done that i've had a couple where i've talked about the mental aspects of podcasting and how to avoid burnout yeah and i always kind of say look we're not talking about microphones and downloads today but it is important well Uh, you came on my show and we talked about microphones
1: and downloads like and it's a gadget show but i i turn, i i you know this was pre-pandemic and i kind of turned on the audience to say look we're all dealing with communication from a You know, from a computer standpoint where we, again, we weren't, this wasn't, we weren't doing as much of this then as we were now, but it was good to talk about equipment. Those are gadgets. This, all this stuff is gadgets. It works right now. may not be the traditional gadgetry that we think, but I had a great conversation with you and we enjoyed it and I I thought it was good. And the audience, you know, liked it. And so I think you can get kind of creative.
0: Yeah. Well, again, it's, it's your show. You can do with it whatever you want. Um, Dan says my last episode was different than usual, but it was something I wanted to do. So I started by saying the episode was going to be different. Yep. And again, nobody's going to punch you in the face. Um, you could always try it as a segment. Sean says near the end of the podcast where all the super listeners are. Right. And, uh, if you get enough feedback, do it a little more. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's right. Bernie ran out of things to say. Coach Dave says, well, cause he died. That was the problem. You might. Oh, the, 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 that, that's way too soon. <laughs> that is way too soon. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of gadgets, though, um, somebody asked, and I didn't even know this existed. Mackie Mcaster Studio versus Roadcaster Duo, which, by the way, the shipping of that has been delayed. Now they're saying July. Um, are these even the same league? No, they're not. The Mackie M caster is meant for live streaming. There's no recorder in it. So you know how Rodecaster has the only fans uh, version. It's just streaming with a video thing. And yeah, that's kind of what the M caster is. Same thing. You can, you can have little sound effects and you know, that kind of stuff. And I think they have a thing where you can change your voice, but it's only one mic. It's really meant for live streamers that are probably gamers, things like that. Uh, it's 300 bucks. The Roadcaster duo is five. Uh, he says, I record my podcast using Riverside with my partners and guests. MV7, and i sure MV seven. And I'd like finer grain control over vocal effects. Ooh, vocal. Well, you know, I don't have any set up right now, but the, the road duo would have the whole maker, you know, Satan. And then the elf and that whole nine yards. So, um, which is always weird. That can get a little old, uh, after a while. I know, um, I think if I turned them on, Jim would start rolling his eyes like, Oh, Dave found the, the elf button again. So uh, Dan said in chat, he said, my last episode
1: was different than usual, but was something I wanted to do. So I started just by saying the episode will be a little bit different. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that's a great, uh, it's a great way of doing. It. And then Sean says, uh, uh, yeah, Sean says you could try it as a segment near the end. Of, I like this idea near the end of the podcast. If you get enough feedback, uh, yeah, if you get enough of feedback, do it a little more. I love that idea of throwing it in at the end Yeah, and then see, see what the audience says. If they ask for it, like, I'd really like more of that. Then you can, you're like, okay, we can, we can expand that segment out.
0: Speaking of new shows, DR is I'm prepping my own podcast and had something like podcasting for entrepreneurs. I DM Gordon firemark and he said the entrepreneur magazine will come after me. Yeah. Uh, John Lee Dumas whose dad is a lawyer uh, could have easily, you know, had free legal people, but there's a big old team of people at entrepreneur. That's why, if you ever wonder why John talks, he will say, I think he has to say entrepreneurs on fire. And he usually says EO fire uh, because it was just one of those where it was like, Oh, this is going to either, even if you had free legal from his dad, that was going to get dragged on a lot, and so I would not it, now uh, podcasting for entrepreneurs. Mm, you know, that's that's you know you could always that's a tough one. Yeah, maybe you know it's uh, I don't know if you reach out to them ahead of time and say, "Hey, I'm thinking of doing a podcast called Podcast for Entrepreneurs." A, are you going to get any people to email you back from entrepreneur? the magazine, I don't know, but, uh, it's it's true. They've gone after, you know, they went after JLD and he was eventually was like, okay, enough of that. I'm just going to change the name. So I don't know, be fun. But I, I, I remember when that happened, I was like, wow. And that's when you're like, wow, I'm, how do you know if you're going to get sued is when you start making money at it, Mm -hmm. you know? And when you start outranking somebody for their keyword, that's when they're going to be like, okay, release the hounds. I'd like to release some thanks to, uh, the awesome people. And what's going to be fun about this is I forgot to update the thing. So we're going to do, we're going to do, I'm letting everyone to know. We're going to do something a little different this time. Uh, cause normally, um, well, first of all, if you want to start a podcast, I would love to help you. You've got courses, you've got coaching and community and unlimited. That's not a typo. One-on-one coaching at the school of podcasting.com. Uh, but yes, this, well, actually, you know what? We'll leave that in there. I mentioned it earlier, the uh spotlight supporter of the week is uh those lovely ladies over at Keep the Flame Alive, uh go to flamealivepod.com website by Mark at uh, podcastbranding.co. But the other thing, and I'll do this anyway, if you would like your name on this website, you could be here. And that is uh the lovely awesome supporters over there. So you can see there's the $20 supporters, if you support us with 10 bucks, like Sean and Kyle and Dr. Norm and Norm and Jen and Michael, uh, your name could be over there. And notice there is a link to your uh, podcast over there as well. So you do get a link and it's only $10 a month. Uh, I think there's even a $5 one, but that's just a, a way to say thanks. Um, and I'm trying to find the stop button. There we go. Uh, but I wasn't done with this. So um, ask the podcast coach runs on pod page. If you'd like to try pod page, go over to tripod page. Dot .com. And if you need more Jim Cullison, and who doesn't? The tv is where you can find Jim and Home Gadget Geeks. Uh and again, we're on our journey to 100 and this week we added 0. We have no more new. And and again, remember that uh when you sign up, your first shout out is going to be huge and we'll we'll play sound effects and David Lee Roth and really point people at your website. Um, there we go. And uh, yes, uh, Somebody's mentioning Kyle Bondo, merchants of dirt. I love the name of that show. What are you? I'm a merchant of dirt. So there we go. Uh so thank you for everyone who is an awesome supporter. Go over to askthepodcastcoachcom slash awesome and be an awesome supporter today. And uh DR's got another point here. She says, I changed it. Okay, so she changed the um the entrepreneur thing. I went to chat GPT. And ask for 10 good titles without entrepreneur in it. Yeah. And also keep the word podcast out of it. Uh, Now, in your case, you're saying podcasting for whatever, small business people, something like that. That's different. But I like when it's the, you know, the um, whatever, Janet Smith podcast, which is weird because then it would just be Janet Smith which is maybe a red flag that maybe you shouldn't name the name of your show your name unless people know who you are. So if it's, you know, the John Stamos show, okay. But even again, I'd call it a show, not a podcast. Because when you put the word podcast and the word the, you rank against every show. And I need to check. I think Daniel said this is not as accurate as it used to be. Like it doesn't mess up you in search. I'll have to go back and and listen to that episode, but titles are tricky and you can always change them later if you need to so keep that in mind so um here is we already did that one
1: well, you hold on before you move on yeah. if you do have your name in the show name in iTunes and all the other podcast players I think you're doubling up your name uh, both in the title and in the author oh, and yeah I think Google's smart enough to know using that author tag that it as- associates your name with the podcast. And so you're wasting space. I mean, yeah. you're wasting valuable keyword space. So I don't know, I Dave. There's times when putting your name in there is appropriate, but oh yeah,
0: put it in in the the author field.
1: But well, for sure. But know. I mean, even in the title, there might be some oh, yeah. times where your name is appropriate, but yeah. you know, your mileage might vary. It's it is doubling it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, when it's um, you know, uh, meditation for you know uh, small business. Um, with Katie Kremitzos, you know, um, I've seen that kind of stuff. So here was a a fun one that I saw, and it's about your RSS feed. How to download the RSS XML for linking on my own personal website. Does anyone know how to download the XML file from an RSS host? I'm using rss.com. Well, for the record, to answer that question, put your RSS feed into Chrome, select all, copy, paste in the notepad, you've got it. But you don't want to do that. <laughs> I noticed that many of the major podcasters re-host the file on their personal websites, even if they use hosts like Blueberry, RSS, or Libsyn.com. So for like example.com slash feed slash podcast, that many times it's actually PowerPress. And so it's not that they're rehosting it, it's that they're using the RSS feed on their website. He goes, I think it's a good idea to make subscribing easier. It doesn't make subscribing any easier, but can't figure out how to download and properly host this file in a directory on my own website. So there are a couple of things that, that, uh, and that's it. It doesn't make it easier because it's on your website. Uh, an RSS feed, if it was, you know, dave.libson.com slash RSS, isn't going to be any easier to subscribe than, you know, dave.com slash feed slash RSS. It's the same thing. What you want to do is get the links to Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon. And you can get those links simply by going to your show and searching for it. And almost all of them, they have some sort of share button and it'll give you the link and you can copy that. But the, the thing I always point out it, from my own personal experience was in the early days of podcasting, I was using PowerPress, which by the way, phenomenal plugin. They're adding podcasting 2.0 features to it. But your RSS feed is on your website and I all of a sudden got super-duper popular. And so if you have, let's say, Apple Podcasts set up to check your feed once an hour, and then you get 3,000 people checking your feed once an hour, even though the RSS feed or the, your actual, you know that document is just a text file. But the more episodes you get, the bigger it's gonna be. And so that's why Blueberry even has podcastmirror.com. Uh, so in the event that you're getting like, hey, I'm almost taking down my website because all this bandwidth, because I've got popular, you can throw it on uh, podcastmirror.com. But I just, the thing was like, I make it easier to subscribe. I was like, mm, nope, not really. And then the other thing to keep in mind, anytime you say, I want to do this to my feed, my 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 sphincter gets just a little, like I'm, mm, I'm a little tighter on that because that's, you've gone from outpatient surgery. We're talking about rebranding right? Okay. Change the name, change the artwork. No big deal. No harm, no foul. If you have a typo, you mess up your feed. You, you At times you can lose your audience. So I don't know. Have you ever messed with your feed, Jim, or anything, any play? No, around?
1: Lord, no. Yeah. Like there's other things to mess up, but, but don't, don't do not go in there and change the feed. I did. I mean, I've changed the name of the show. In fact, the right. feed still, I think still has the old show name in it in some cases or whatever. But um. No, I think the
0: URL's got some stuff in it, but I try not to.
1: It's just, it's just too complicated.
0: Well, and the mm-hmm. other thing I always, cause on occasion I'll get somebody a lips in their' They're obsessing again, overthinking things. And I always ask them like, Jim, what's one of your favorite podcasts? Are
1: you asking me? Yeah. This one.
0: Okay. But, um, oh, uh, we'll say windows weekly, windows weekly. Great. What's their feed? No idea. Exactly. And that's yeah. where I'm like, no, feeds are not meant for people. They're meant for apps. And again, I think sometimes we, I don't know how, why we get distracted, but this is something that I'm like, yeah, you're worrying about something you, you, you don't need to worry about. It's already set up. Apps are reading it. As long as it's valid, you're, you're good to go. And uh, yeah, I was just like, eh, that's, that's a weird one. So uh, keep that in mind. Here's a, again, I, I saw these, like, these are different. Changing a person's voice while keeping it sounding natural while being interviewed um, is something they're trying to do due to the topic and their experiences. They are very concerned that their voices will be recognized. I'm trying to find a way to do this live to alter their voice and yet not make it sound robotic or weird. Oh, yeah. Does anyone have any plugins or methods that work? Just changing the pitch didn't work. Ideally it would change as we're recording. So I don't have issues when for example, um, we, the hosts and they overlap and that's a uh, I was like, well, there's a question I haven't answered a lot. The, the thing you have to think in mind, keep in mind. And this is one of those where I say, you know, when people talk about, they're going to steal my content. Like, and I'm like, if I can hear it, if I can see it, I can steal it. And the person that, you know, steals tutorials from the school of podcasting, you know nothing I can do about that. Welcome to the internet and so, if somebody really wants to figure out who that is, if you go in and you change their voice, seven whatever tones down, and so instead of talking like this, they now sound like this. All somebody has to do is take that same tool and go, "Hey, put it up, seven tunes, and all of a sudden they will sound like this. So that's not really a way to to keep them super safe the only and people are talking about this on Reddit, I think the only way if you really wanted somebody to not be discovered would be to record it normal uh, take their part, have it transcribed and have somebody else read it, which sounds like a whole lot of hassle in my book. But um, and then don't, yeah, it's gotta be somebody else. That's that's you. Cause anything you do in post-production can be undone in post-production. I would think, am I missing anything?
1: Yeah, I think you're right on. It, it, it's a difficult problem. I, th- there may be some way through AI here in the future where it would, it, there's going to be a delay, right? There's going to be a delay, but where it, it's, it's listening. And then you could have AI read it. You could have an AI voice, read it. Right. So you could have any voice yeah, at true. that
0: point. 11 it. labs. Yep. Yeah. 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 That would work. And you and, and, that's going to sound just as robotic, which isn't very these days, it's pretty as, good. It's as pretty if good. you took something and made them sound like this. So, yeah, it's um, that's the part that's really spooky about Eleven Labs is you can go over and say, give me a 30 year old male with a southern accent. And next thing you know, howdy, you know, you're like, OK, that's weird. So um, but that was when I was like, I that's a that's a question that's out there a bit. Um, this one I see a lot, um, and I'm like, "Mm, I want to start a podcast, I have a really great idea and a key demographic in mind. However, I'm so scared. Uh, I'm so scared to promote it. I'm scared of what people would think and how it would potentially affect my kids, which makes me wonder what the topic is. I'm also scared that no one would care. I don't want to dump a bunch of money into something and have it not work out. Anyone have any tips or things I could do to get over my fear. So uh, they have a key demographic. I'm scared of what people would think. So to that I go, well, guess what? Were you, have you gone to Walmart in the past six months? And they'll go, yeah. And I go, guess what? The person standing behind you in line was looking at what's in your cart. They're looking at what you're wearing and they're judging you plus or minus. And I, it's just something people do. Do you care what people did that stop you from going to Walmart? I don't know. What would you say to people that are like,
1: in some cases it would, I think for people, (laughs) well, it's fear. Like the, this is the fear of being judged or the fear of failure or the fear. I mean, and it's a real thing. I I think sometimes we think, and you and I were talking about this in the, in the pre-show a little bit. I think sometimes our advice is like, well, you got to get past it, but I think we need to give people real strategies for actually getting past it. We've done this in the past. Let me give you an example. So sometimes when I get that fear of doing that, I, I have to trick myself into just <laughs> actually getting it done. So sometimes we overthink things, and we think about it, and we think about it, and we think about it, and then we, then we don't do it. I'll just start doing one thing that will lead to the next thing, and I try to just not, I almost try to fool myself into getting, you know, to just getting started. And then once I get started, you kind of start realizing, okay this, okay, this isn't as bad as I thought it was. But I think you need to come up, based on who you are and what you know you've been successful with in the future, I mean, in the past, and then start thinking, okay, how can I use who I am to get this done and get past the parts that are uh, of fear? Because they're real, right? I mean, we're all afraid of things. We're all afraid to do things. We all struggle with that kind of stuff. And I think individually, we just got to look at it and say, I got to get, I got to find out some successful strategies to get past this. Another one might be do it with someone else who has done it before. Right. Part, partner with someone. You're not, you don't have to be alone on this thing. Do it. To, I mean, I ran, I ran a lot of miles in my forties. I ran five marathons and probably a hundred half marathons. Wow. I never did them alone. Hmm. Never. I always did them with somebody else because running alone is boring. Like yes, now I know there's people who do it and you're really great at it and it's your time to be alone and it's fantastic and blah, blah, blah. For me, I, I'm not out there unless I'm, you know, I, I've got somebody doing it with me. I am a social runner is kind of what I, is what I said. So Dave, I think there could be some strategies thinking through that to say, yeah, how do I use who I am to get past it? And I, I've really got to do some things. It, I can't I can't let it defeat me. I've got to find ways to to get past it.
0: That's it. I was listening to a, a book on dieting and losing weight, and they said some per some people will say, you know um i I can't give up Coke or that sounds like cocaine anyway, I can't give up McDonald's <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and and the person that loses weight is like, okay, how can I figure out a way? Like you have to think it's possible. And the only thing that kind of jumped out at me, I'm scared of what people would think and how it would potentially affect my kids. If you're talking about how, let's say this is a mom. I don't know if it's a male or, if, let's say it's a mom. Yeah. And you're talking about how you had sex with the entire high school football team. That might affect your kids yeah, a little right. bit. So keep in mind, or if you talk about your kids, you know, if you're like, well, th- welcome to, you know, the busy mom podcast. And man, my kids are driving me nuts. Maybe not something. You got to be careful when you talk about your family in a podcast. I learned that the, the hard way. Uh, be very, very careful with that. Um, I'm also scared that nobody w- would care. I get that, uh, which is probably the biggest reason why they're not promoting that whole, like, it's better to be. How's that go? It's better to think you have, if you're a singer, it's best to have people think that you have an endless range than to sing outside of it and remove all doubt, you know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the whole, like, if I put this out there, I think nobody's going to listen to this, but if I put this out, nobody listens to it. Now I've convinced myself that I'm worthless and that's a horrible thing to feel. So that goes back to um, where's my good friend. Uh, Especially when you're starting out, you know, you don't want, Oh, I don't know where Glenn ran away to. Doggone it. Glenn, 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 where are you at? Come here, buddy. Well, we have David Lee Roth. I lost my Glenn. Oh, here. No. Yes. Maybe. You know what? The time is gone. Glenn would oh. s- Glenn would say, don't be boring. And I, I thought I had. A- uh, hold on. I'll do it. Uh, don't be boring. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh that was pretty good. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and I know you're really just trying to do Kermit the frog, but in the yes, process, it's the same person. I'm sure. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and then I don't want to dump a bunch of money into something. Well, a bunch of money is defined by many different people. Um, maybe that could be a contest. Imitate Glenn, the geek. Uh, I just, we've heard that quote so many times. times you know, yeah. Don't, don't be, be boring. boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I could have sworn I had it here somewhere, but I don't. Um, anyway, but speaking of this, we do have this one. No one will punch you in the face. There we go. But in terms of dumping a bunch of money into it, if you're doing a solo show, I'm not making this up. You can start a podcast for under a hundred bucks. Samson Q2, you done. Maybe five bucks on a windscreen. Um, but yeah, it is hard to say just start when you're scared, you know, but... There's only way, I mean, you know, I, uh, I'm afraid of heights and I got up in a hot air balloon because I saw a bunch, I saw a three-year-old get on a hot air balloon and wasn't scared at all. And I was like, all right, if that kid can do it, I can do it, Mm -hmm. you know? uh, And, and I didn't die. So it's, it's hard facing your fears, but the thing to keep in mind, if nobody likes it, they won't listen. Somebody's going to like it because there are bazillions of people in there. Uh, now, are you going to be famous and you know, that whole nine, probably not. And most people are not, but that's where you got to answer. Why am I doing this? Who's it's for and what do they want? And then how am I going to measure my success? Uh, that's, that's really it. But we did have kind of in a similar vein, how do I get inspiration? I've always been a podcast enthusiast and I've been listening to podcasts covering all sorts of topics for many years during the first lockdown I started my own podcast covering a very interesting topic for me, environmental politics, which I eventually stopped because of university and work. Now, as I finish university and I have a typical nine to five, I want to start another podcast to do something creative after work to which I kind of want to go. Why not environmental politics, but okay. However, I can't seem to find a topic that it's, uh, that's worth investing my time in. I'm not aiming to become extra famous or rich with my podcast, but I'd still like to talk about something I'm interested in that can be appreciated. How do I find a topic? I already made a list of things I like and I made market research, but I don't seem to have the Eureka moment. Uh, What would you suggest? And and so part of me goes, if you can't figure out what to talk about, don't start a podcast. Am I allowed to say that? Um, the other thing is, see, he's already done a podcast. If you're brand new, we were talking before we started, there's a a website called story worth that I actually ordered. Cause I do a show where I uh, talk about me called building a better Dave. And it was like 80 bucks for, and what they do is they send you, you can pick a bunch of questions and then they will send them to you and you basically type out your answer. And then if you want, they will make a book out of them. And I was like, oh, that sounds neat. I wonder what the questions are. So I wanted to see the questions because those might be good for that show. So if you hadn't been podcasting before and wanted to just get in the habit of talking into a microphone and things like that, we all have grandparents. That was the one I, one of the questions was, tell me about your grandparents. And I was like, okay, but it could be like, what's your favorite childhood memory? If you just need something to talk about you know, pick anything and just talk into the microphone just to get used to, mm. you know, the equipment and recording and things like that. But if you can't, I always say whatever you, whatever you pick for your topic, no matter whether you want to monetize or not, you are going to talk about it for free for a considerable amount of time. And so if that's more than, uh, you know, nine episodes, and that's a, another good thing, right? Always, like, write down 20 topics that you would want to talk about. That's kind of a way to filter out, am I going to talk about this or not? Mm-hmm. I don't know. what. I'm sure you run into people that, are like, I want to start a podcast about what? I
1: don't know. Yeah, besides the fear of having a topic and it can never get, you know, to the, to the launch point. You know, I think if you're searching for a topic, do a bunch of Zoom calls or whatever you want to use with, uh, with groups of people that, you know, and talk about some things, see if anything sticks or lands with people. You know, I don't know why people think they have to actually do the podcast for it to be a podcast. If you just want to talk, you can just schedule time with people. Like, you know, find some people who are interested in the topic, say like, Hey, I want to talk about, uh, I played disc golf this morning. So I want to talk about disc golf. Put that out to your communities and say, I want to do a call, see who shows up, have a conversation about disc golf, see if you're any good, about, any good with it, see if it's interesting, see if it goes beyond a single call, see if you know enough to take it beyond a single call, right, type deal. Uh, test it out first. I think some people think once they say it once, they can't ever say the same thing again. I mean, Dave, you and I at 440, I mean, we repeat this infer, we say the same yeah. thing all the time, right? Just because you said it once in the original. So just because you do some test pilot, uh, practice, whatever, doesn't mean you can't come back around and do that again, or take the content you recorded in these conversations and make it a mega episode. I mean, there's lots of creative things you can do. You don't have to do a podcast the very first thing. There's tons of things you can do to lead up to the podcast. If it catches on, if people get interested, this is the the number one sign you should start a podcast. Somebody goes, you know, you should start a podcast about that, <laughs> right? Number one sign, then you know, yeah. right? So it's, that's that's more. Those are my thoughts.
0: My my uh, my oldest friend, uh, I've known him since I was twelve, was in town this week, and we went out a, a couple times out to dinner and things like that. Um, and this is a weird idea, and Jim just mentioned this. And I was like, that's, you can actually do that. Um, we had conversations and didn't record any of them. Right. right. You can actually just have, you don't have, everything doesn't have Wait, to be. what? A, I know. Are you, conversations that aren't recorded? Yeah. We talked about crazy. old, we talked about old eighties guitar players and bands, Man. Um, Man. you know, all sorts of crazy stuff. We talked about, uh, you know, uh,
1: wives I, and kids I, I, and, you know how dare you have conversations without
0: recording? <laughs> Cause there is a, somebody asked me once they said, what is the difference between a conversation and a podcast? Cause you want your podcast to be conversational. I go, a, a podcast is a conversation where the boring stuff has been removed. I go, that's in my opinion. That's, it's kind yeah, of, if it's yeah. an interview thing. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew an NPR guy that
1: put a lapel on and a recorder in his pocket. And for months, recorded his whole day and and was was gonna wanted to make i don't know even i don't know where it went but was gonna make was kind of make something out of that could you imagine you're trying to edit your whole day would you edit the you editing your whole day like does that all of a sudden become an edit inception when you're when you're doing something like that there's a, a podcast
0: they did for chris kermitzos called the messengers it was very meta it was a podcast about a documentary about podcasting. And he would just <laughs> dump hours of conversations, uh, many of them him playing with his kid. I'm like, you know, you could hit the stop button on that. Um, and so, uh, but that was one where it was cool, but I had to listen to a lot of stuff. There's a, a podcast coming out Tuesday called Lady Bird. And they went through archives, like hundreds of hours of Lady Bird Johnson, who was the first lady to Lyndon B. And I guess it's really interesting, all sorts of behind the scenes stuff, but she had to wade through, like it took her a year and a half to make this podcast. She's uh there's a Texas school that has a podcasting part of their curriculum. And so they're using Libsyn and I, and I was kind of coaching them through how to set things up, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, man, that's going to be a really cool podcast, but it's, it's weird. Cause she talks about how she met, you know, LBJ and, you know, kind of her first impressions and the fact that he asked her to marry him, like after their first meeting, you know, stuff like that. That's kind of, kind of interesting. But, uh, and she said, it's interesting because she's really going to promote it. She's in Texas and apparently everything in Texas is named Johnson at the end of it. Cause they were just huge at the time. Um, so that'll be fun. But that's one where, you know, those, those were recorded, never thinking they were going to be a podcast, so there was a lot of editing to find the good stuff and cut out the boring stuff. So, uh, there, and
1: there's there's also an interesting technique to that that uh, um, a pastor f- that I used to listen to a church um, podcast. Well, oh, oh, this was even before podcast. Remember when they used to send out messages on tape? Oh yeah, remember that you get them on tape. Those are actually podcasts, but yeah, the the they just didn't have an RSS feed. RSS feed. So, um, Chuck Swindoll would preach. And then he would take a uh, 12-sermon series and condense it down into shorter versions of each one of those. Then he'd take that and combine it into one thing that was was even smaller, and then take those smaller things and combine them together into another series, into a book. Like, he was the best guy I've ever seen of taking long-form content and reusing it over and over and over again. I think some people think you know, say you have a year of podcasts and they think on the first run, they've got to condense those down into, into one thing. Well, no. How about we start with take the best of the month and then maybe take that month and okay. Of that, that you have for the months, take that. How can I get the best of the quarters, right? Condense it down again, releasing it each time. So people can listen to it again, right? It's a summary. It's good stuff. And then maybe on a yearly basis, and then maybe you you take your, every five years, you put all that stuff together. So don't feel like you got to, you know, you got to take a gigantic thing and condense it down <laughs> into one. Uh, condense it down each time and then um, uh, uh, just keep, keep working your way down. Yeah, I guess is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I, uh, yeah, again. You can make things way much bigger and complicated and keep it simple. Yeah,
1: well, you can reuse content. And this is a good way to reuse content. And in the process of reusing the content, you're condensing it down. It's just, it's a lot less daunting of a task if you do it in little chunks, bring it together logically, than to try to take a whole year's worth of content and condense it down to an hour at the end of the year. I'm thinking of these best of shows that people used to make. That's really, really daunting. What if you did the best of the month and then you could say the best of the quarter. And by the way, when you get to the end of the year, your job's done for you pick whatever was best of the quarters, put that in your at year end review and you'd be done.
0: There you go. Uh, Robert Lewis. Oh, the happy diabetic. I believe if I remember right, is his show or the happy diabetic chef. I know he's a chef. Um, says, I'm rebuilding my website, recommended way to show off the podcast, perhaps a separate tab. This is where it's tricky. I would, you always have to ask yourself, and I I switched the school of podcasting about a year or two ago. Is this a podcast that has a business or a business that has a podcast? Um, Because for the longest time, it was a podcast that had a business. And I was like, hmm, it might get more listeners if I promoted the business. Here's what you can get from joining the School of Podcasting. Oh, by the way, you can listen to the episodes over there. So I have a tab that just says Episodes. And then I also, I believe, I know I definitely have schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe where I can send people to subscribe. But uh, make it, uh, always treat every episode like a blog post. I see a lot of people that love to do that. Uh, Lipson, Captivate, they all have like a set it and forget it player, where you'll go over your grab a code and you'll put it on one page and there are all your episodes. You get zero and I mean zero SEO from that. It's great. You could have a page called binge and let people binge, but I always say treat every episode. You've already got your episode description, copy and paste that into your blog, copy and paste the code for the player presto. And then I have links to Apple, Google, Spotify, and, and, um, Amazon. Um, there And then, you know, put it on a link. If you're using WordPress, you can make a, uh, a category and call it, you know, show or podcast or whatever. And then it's really easy to just make a link that will filter out everything. That's not a podcast on that. And then again, you can make that a tab, things like that, but, uh, definitely get the, you know, the, I actually, uh, for some of my shows, what I put in my media host is a paragraph, maybe two, maybe some timestamps and links. When that gets to my website, I expand on that because now I'm in the land of Google and I want more good words, not just a word salad or word vomit, something to to keep in mind here. Anne has a question. Did you ever listen to speaking of teens for me? I did. I need to finish. I will finish that today. What I, what I didn't do, uh, and, uh, and your show is very good by the way. And did good. I'm going to answer this now because I need tone of voice for this. And Jim, you can tell me if I'm, you know, just do one of these if if I'm, because I'm going to say something that might be controversial. But Anne has a very, and I say this to point out that men are idiots, okay? So I don't want to look like an idiot. I'm not agreeing with these people. But Anne is from the South. And so she has this ever so lovely, So, and I, that's not how she sounds at all, but it's a Southern accent. We know what it sounds like. If I'm a comedian and I want to sound smart, am I going to use a British accent or a Southern accent?
1: It depends on your audience, but most Americans respect that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and Anne's uh, speaking of teens is a is a show that I was like, she was talking about stuff that a they should be talking about on the news, and they're not. I listened to a thing on TikTok, and I was like, oh. And so, as I was listening to it, because this is one of those where I'm, it's my first impression. So I'm going through, and I hadn't seen her website yet, right? I'm going from the aspect of I found it in a a, an app, and I'm listening to this, and I was like, "Ooh, that better be," because she was saying stuff, and I was like, "Oh, holy cow!" So I said, uh, "Number one, and this is what I mean by this: that she she needs to have really extensive show notes because there are idiot men that are going to go, you know, a it's just some Southern belle that's bored." And I, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And the beautiful thing is when I got done and I went to her website, have I shot myself in the foot yet, Jim? I'm just pointing I out. The, no, I, I think, I right. think, I think you're okay. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm like, I'm not agreeing with these people. But yes, I'm just saying yes, 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 yes. Um, that, that women get the short of the stick a lot of times. And you so do. what was beautiful about this is I went to her website and everything she talked about, she had a link to. Um, Cause there were some things about TikTok that I was like, I knew there's the Dallas project where they're going to, the, the idea was we'll keep the information in America and that way it'll never get to China. Okay, maybe not, you know, and so it was really cool. But yes, I, I need to send that over to you because I did the audio version of it and I said I would check out your website. And then I went to London and I will finish that today. So uh, thanks for uh, thanks for the polite nudge. Um, we have people commenting on me um, uh, on the thing here. Uh, and, oh, and that's the other thing. And as an attorney, you didn't mention that at the beginning of your show, you need to, you need to say, uh, cause it'll show your commitment. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mom of, you know, whatever, how many kids you got, former attorney now teen advocate, you know, because, um, I had a, a business coach once that I had been inducted into the the podcasters hall of fame. He goes, why aren't you mentioning that? I'm like, that's, eh, you know, it sounds kind of douchey. Like look at me. And he's like, dude, how many people can say that? And I'm like, I don't know, 12, 15, maybe he's like, would you please mention that at the beginning of your show? I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's anything you can do. Yeah. Michael Ray says it's, it's authority. So, um, keep that, uh, going. And then we have a bunch of starred things. Um, we did that. Oh, and when we were doing the uh, the conversations, me and my friend, yeah, at the end of the meal, we asked the the, the waiter if he could rate and review us. Yeah. Hey, uh, this was a great conversation. Would you give me a five-star five star rating? Yeah, Would you give me
1: a five-star about it? Um,
0: DR Four said stars. something that, that caught my eye. Uh, we were talking about, you know, conversations and podcasts where you remove the boring stuff. She said where boring stuff should be removed is there a place where boring stuff should not be removed? I was like, "Uh, you always want to remove the boring stuff. So that caught my eye. Um, And then. uh, Hold on. Boring is in the eye of the beholder. Like
1: what may um, be boring to you may not be boring to someone else. That doesn't mean this is such a gray area because humor is, is subject to the, to who's listening, right? That kind of humor that they like. So I think yeah, this may be boring to you, even as a consultant, you may say, this isn't that interesting, but th- there may be an audience that really, really likes the boringness. You know, we, t- we talk all the time. I think we gave advice for a lot of years, you know, 20 minutes on the podcast. And yet there's all these really good podcasts that are two or three hours. Yeah. Do, do what you need to do on this thing. And don't, yeah. You know what? If you, if you think it's boring, then stop doing it. But if you find it interesting, I bet somebody else is going to find it interesting too. So don't let that, this is Dave, this is the kind of stuff when we say these kinds of things, this is the kind of stuff that actually keeps people from podcasting. Cause they're like, well, someone said it's going to be boring and man, I'm afraid to put this out there cause I'm going to get judged for it being boring. So let, I, I think podcasters be careful what you say to folks who are, starting this yeah. kind of thing because they're sensitive to it. And they're just because you think it's boring. Other people may not.
0: Well, yeah, I, I've listened to shows where I remember one, it was for uh military people and they just went into so much jargon. It was like, Oh, back when we did the KM 27 and the, the thing, and then the double yeah. captain. And I was like, okay, this must be really good. Cause I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Um, but if you listen to a group of military guys and ladies, yeah talk to each other
1: um you 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 may not understand it but they are in
0: perfect and and that's where i go i'm not your target audience right it's boring to me but i'm not the guy you're trying to reach so keep that in mind too so if somebody says like when i hear somebody mention how somebody's audio is bad and i didn't think it was bad i'm like well what do you do in podcasting like oh i'm actually a professional engineer and i'm like ah that answers that question so Uh, Always consider the source. Yeah. I, I did a uh, review once of a toy train guy was doing a podcast about toy trains. I never had a toy train. I had a sheltered life apparently. And, um, but Eric, uh, this was on the podcast review show. Eric K Johnson did. So Eric was really into the show and I was like, yeah, you know, um, it wasn't bad. I just, I'm not the target audience for that. So keep that in, in mind. So, uh, Michael Ray has a quick question. Uh, Would it be possible to put a local news RSS feed on a website? Yes, you can put any RSS feed on your website. Now, if it's copywritten or things like that, that gets icky Uh, to get an increased traffic for a local business. That's a head scratcher. Cause the RSS feed, like you can put an RSS feed into WordPress and it will take the items in the feed and make them into posts. But then you get into the whole weird google duplicate content thing um i was like if you if you're trying to increase traffic for a local business you know write a blog post about them and put it on your website because otherwise you're going to end up with everything in that feed on uh, on your website we just answered that coach dave i am taking over a podcast the feed is a mess uh pro promu hmm. you want to take a promu Problem, no. no, is a, is a mess. Uh, I, I think that might be an autocorrect. It's faded. I made a pod page in a survey, uh, thinking move the feed a three Oh one redirect a clean break with a new season, new artwork. Um, yeah, if it's a mess, see if you can, we'll see if you, you know, can import it. Have um, any
1: idea how many people are still attached to the feed? Cause if it's a mess and it's been a mess for a while, it might be easier just to start over this to be honest.
0: Yeah. It, you know, you could redirect it and then whatever was looking yeah. at that, yeah, 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 you could. Um, that would work. Make sure you've got something, make sure the feed you're redirecting to has at least one episode in it. I've seen people do that. They'll redirect it to a, a feed and they haven't started the podcast yet. And that's not a valid feed. And, you know, people think it's broke because they went from having episodes to none and, yeah, so at least have an episode there. Uh and uh but Daniel's done that. Daniel in the past actually somebody uh had their URL was up for auction or something like that. So Daniel bought the URL and and redid that. So um Heather says, "Hey Jim." "Hey Heather."
1: I said, "Hey Heather." Oh, there we go. I went over to LinkedIn. It's crazy cuz this is the things I don't I don't like about um, Streamyard is I I would love to be able to get LinkedIn comments. You know, I keep yeah. the Google chat open and just this week I thought, you know, I should probably be on LinkedIn when that happens. We'd ask folks to let it, let folks know they were listening on Twitter as well. And on retweet that. So I've been trying to keep that chat room open as well. So we can respond to those kinds of things. But Heather, thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah. DR says, unless I'm missing the first part of this comment, no meaning that there are too many people not giving value have run off run out of stuff to say but continue that's my favorite they they can though that's the thing we shouldn't judge them for
1: that just don't listen to it yeah that's it this is the crazy thing why do we complain about other people doing these things stop listening to it and go listen to something that is interesting right
0: vote with your uh download yeah for sure
1: if they want to do that we always say anybody can start a pod anybody can do a podcast so so dr i'm not trying to be hard on you but i just I think we do this oftentimes as podcasters, we make, you know, Hey, anybody can do it. And then we judge them when they do. Yeah. And you're just like, Hey, don't, you don't have to listen. No one's, no one's making you listen to this. Well, I
0: always love when people are like, did you hear what Ben Shapiro said on his show? no, no, I'm like, Oh, so you were listening. They're like, well, if you want him yeah. to go away, quit listening to him. He will quit doing it. If his, uh, yeah. Vote with your ears. Exactly. Right. Um, so, and yes, TR D- D- says I'm crushed. No, she's not. Not. Not, really, uh, not really. So I, I have a question, but I'm we're going to do something we've never done on the show. We're going to tease a topic for next week. Oh, I like that. Yeah, we never have done that. I saw this and I was like, you know what? We got three minutes, and and I have lots to say on this. Thanks to my my lovely two divorces under my belt, yeah. um, Ian, Experience. I,
1: experience. It, you have lots of marriage experience. Yeah,
0: I do, um, but uh, Ian. Antonio in the podcast movement group is asking, hi everyone. How does podcasting affect romantic relationships? I've been thinking about that. And I was like, oh, I have lots to say uh, about that. So uh, that'll be in next week's ask the podcast coach. Now you can go to ask the slash follow and follow the show and never miss a, a fun filled episode. Um, so that's coming next week. And we do have time for JD's comment it says i understand what you're saying jim but there are some things that are objectively boring and uninteresting and not should true be
1: kind. not true um, but i know he's i know he's joking it's not true though
0: well so there's nothing bo- okay so name a show you don't like
1: i don't know I don't well, don't
0: you listen. don't listen to him that's true <laughs>
1: <laughs> everything's interesting to somebody at some point in time for something that's right i mean which goes that, that's, It's such a judgment call that does shouldn't exist. It's just like, let it be, you don't have to let it do its thing. You know, just let it be. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Listen to the things you're interested in.
0: But that goes back to that person that was scared that nobody would listen. Somebody's going to listen. I, I made a show called the worst podcast ever. It was (laughs) in a grumpy old man voice. I purposely made the audio as bad as I could. And I still got 10 downloads. Yeah. So you will. I always say, if you're getting less than 10 downloads, there's there's a problem. You might want to check your technology. Bernie things. the cat. Bernie the cat is yeah. a great example. Uh, you know what? Let's let's. Uh, Bernie the cat has not put out an episode in a, a very long time. I loved Bernie the due cat due to the fact that he is uh, dead. So um, I think I have like one Bernie in the cat. Of course, I can make more. I've got all these recordings. Uh, so if I go to Bernie the cat. He's here somewhere, which I believe if you go to Bernie, the cat show. Okay. In the last seven days, he's had four people listen to the show in the yeah, last 28 crazy. days. He had 10. So, um, yeah, there you go. So if you want, uh, Bernie, the cat, I think it's Bernie, the cat show. If I remember right. Cause somebody had Bernie, the cat.com. I'm like, how dare you? Um, so, um, how are we doing? A, okay. We have a minute. Yeah. So one last question here. I love this question. I have a biz podcast that recently rebranded it. It used to be for creative entrepreneurs, but I have now niched down to content creators. Any tips on niching down? Go to Amazon and look at two and four star reviews. Cause those people will give you more information than this sucked or this was great. So they'll explain why I would have given it one star, but they did talk about this. I would have given it five stars, but they didn't talk about that. Go to YouTube look for your topic and then read the comments. That'll give you some insights into what the audience is is looking for. Um, Because content creators, aren't content creators mostly entrepreneurs? That's a good question. It can overlap. Yeah.
1: Those can overlap.
0: Yeah. What are your thoughts, Jim?
1: Uh, It gets harder uh, when you niche down. So you have to get more passionate You have to become a greater, um, you know, greater expert on that. And you run the risk of repeating when you're, you know, because you're you're just narrowing the field on which things that you can talk about. Now, there's a, I think there's a greater reward in that because you're going to attract a smaller audience to it. It's just the way it's going to be. Smaller doesn't, I mean. 100,000 people is smaller than a million people. So like, but still 100,000 is a lot, right? Right. But you're going to, it's just naturally going to attract less people. So just, I think it's, you got to change your mindset going in saying, okay, I know that I'm going to, I'm limiting my audience on this thing. And so, but when you limit your audience, you have the propensity to get greater engagement. So do things that, this is where, like, meetups, like in-person or or virtual meetups, uh, those kinds of things work. Or uh, the the Patreon models of, of paid engagement for certain things, those work better in a niched down, niche, niche, or niched down situation. So uh, it just changes things a little bit. You have some opportunity for personal engagement, which I don't think you get on a big, wide podcast. I mean, you can, but it, it, it can be a little bit better that way. But just to realize, it's going to take a little more work, and maybe, a, and may may take a little more work, may be a little bit harder in the
0: process. Yeah, because you say it's for the biz side, it's for monetization. That sure sounds like an entrepreneur to me. Um, yeah, we don't have enough information to be honest yeah. in
1: a in a comment to well, know. Th-
0: but the good news is, we'll be here next Saturday, same yeah, time, same back. Ask the podcast coach. You can even go to. Uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash question and actually jump in. The video is optional, but we'll have to do a little vetting to uh, to get you in. But uh, would love to talk about that. And then uh, we'll, we'll talk maybe next week about how to make sure your spouse doesn't go, are you podcasting again? That's not good. Uh, Jim, what is coming up on uh, TheAverageGuy.tv at over there at Home Gadget Geeks?
1: Yeah, I took the week off because I was busy doing this this work podcast. And it's always nice to kind of get away from that. But uh, if you want to go back and listen to it, we got some episodes. Check it out homegadgetgeeks.com.
0: And on the School of Podcasting, this kind of fell into my lap. Uh, I did a video for uh, the School of Podcasting, and I go, "What? It's like? It's a tip but it's not a course like what do you call these and they're like common podcasting mistakes and i've done that in the past but i came up with about four that i've not talked about in the past uh, one of them we kind of talked about today with feeds um and so we'll be talking about some things you might want to avoid with your podcast on the school so thanks to the awesome people in the chat room as always it's always great to uh Answer your questions here live. If you go to, I'm hoping this is right, ask the podcast. Well, if you go to askthepodcastcoach.com, the bottom right hand corner, there is a microphone there. So if you're listening to this going, I can never make this live because I live in wherever and it's four in the morning, uh, feel free to leave your question there. We'll be happy to answer it on the show. And uh, be sure to like, subscribe, and ring the bell so you get notified. When we go live and uh, coach Dave is like, we do not have enough thumbs up. So do that now. Thank you so much. We'll see you again next week with another episode of ask the podcast coach. Tell a friend.